John 16, verse 17 to 33. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you... Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things that they and that you do not even, even need to have anyone ask you, you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. You believe at last, Jesus answered, but a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, scattered each to his own home. You will, leave my, you will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you, have, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Thank you very much for that Bible reading. Well done. It was a nice long passage. You handled it very well. Thank you. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart... I have overcome the world. I'm going to do something I, I know I shouldn't do, but I'm not going to use my notes this evening. I want to share with you something. And um, it's, it's quite personal. When I was sitting listening to the songs, I thought, wow, that's probably a good thing to share. I became a Christian in 1996. That was my second last year of high school, so I was about 16, 16 years old. Um, like I said, I became a Christian then, it was at the beginning of the year, and so I went for two years basically at high school as a believer. I went to a good church, and uh, I loved Jesus very much. And when I got to matric, matric is the equivalent of moving off before uh, university, my maths teacher wrote, he's a Christian man, and he wrote everybody in the class a letter with a Bible verse um, at the bottom. 
and I'm so disappointed that I, that I gave the letter away. But basically, the contents of the letter were saying, Grant, I wish that one day you will come to know Jesus. That one day you will be with me in heaven. And he gave a great verse. And that letter just broke me down. I've been a Christian for two years and nobody knew. Nobody in my school knew that I was a Christian. But Jesus comes to his disciples here in John 14 to 16 and he shares with them what they can expect in the last days. Talking to his disciples, it's just before he's, he's going to the cross and he's telling them what they can expect this side of heaven. And I don't know if you picked it up um, during the reading, but there's some not such good things going on there. There's grieving and mourning. There's trouble. It's a difficult time. And so Jesus writes to them to prepare them for these times. And so I went through high school, the last two years of high school, plain sailing. Nobody knew I was a Christian. It was, it was quite easy. And when I look back on that time, I think, what a waste of time. Jesus says here, in verse 33, in this whole section, he's telling us what we can expect as Christians, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. And I didn't know trouble. I didn't know hard times. And it's because the world didn't know that I was a Christian. There was no evidence in my life. There was no evidence from my lips that I loved Jesus and Jesus was the most important person, the most important event in my life was an event that happened 2,000 years ago. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So we look at this song from Friends and we look at some of the lines. So Nobody told you life was going to be this way. Well, if you're a Christian, Jesus told you and he's warned us that life should be full of troubles. It says, your job's a joke, you broke, your love life's dead on arrival. I know what that's like. <coughs> it's like you're always stuck in second gear. I know what that's like. Just can't get started, things just don't happen your way. Well, it hasn't been your day. It hasn't been your week, your month, or even your year. It's been really difficult. The rain starts to pour. You're still in bed at 10 o'clock, but work started at 8. You've burnt your breakfast. So far, things are... Great. He sings a song kind of tongue in cheek. Nobody told him life was going to be this way. Jesus comes to us and he warns us and he says, In this world you will have trouble. It's like the, the drama that we, we saw now. I thought the girls and uh, Ross did a good job. Ross discovered he can't read in the dark. And we had a, um, a power failure in two stages because Grant didn't know you had to push the other button. <laughs> in Cape Town, it's called rolling black or power sharing. So we'll switch your power off for a couple of hours so that these guys have got ample power. And then the following day, we'll give you power and they won't have power kind of idea. So that's kind of what we were doing here. We were power sharing. And I lost my track. These girls were too scared to shine their light. They were, they were too scared to go and show folk that they love Jesus. What would they think? What would they say? I can relate to that. 
That's how I was in high school. When folk asked what you did on a Friday, I wouldn't tell them I went to youth group. There's no way I was going to tell them that I went on a, a mission outreach to go and work with Afrikaans farm children. There's no ways I would tell them that I read my Bible and that I love Jesus. Just absolutely no ways. I was too scared to show my light. I was too scared to use that torch. And I love that imagery of, of, of us being in a power failure. The world desperately needs the light of Jesus. As Christians, I know folks that are teased in high school because they're a Christian, because they say they love Jesus. They're marginalized. They're excluded from the games. I can't play with you because my mommy says you go to church. I know folk in Muslim-dominated countries that aren't allowed to tell anybody about Jesus because they can get persecuted and be um, put in harm's way in quite a serious way. So they need to work within that and share the gospel with people. But they dare not stand like this and share the gospel. I know of a young lady who has a, a death sentence on her head. She has a bounty on her head because she's a Christian. You know who put the bounty on her head? Her mum and dad. She's facing trouble because she stands up for what she believes in. She's facing trouble because she's a Christian. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. So Jesus tells us, in this world you're going to have a difficult time. He tells us some other things as well to look forward to. I love the term, this side of heaven. You see, this side of heaven, life is going to be difficult. It can be difficult. If it's not difficult, if you're not suffering because you're a Christian, we need to ask ourselves, why not? Does the world know that I'm a Christian? Am I hiding my torch underneath my jacket that nobody can see? Are you facing troubles? No. Why not? Are you facing troubles? Like Jesus says, we can expect. Well, here's some good news. I love the imagery in, in John 16 of that childbirth. And of this woman going through immense labor pains and having a really difficult time. Um, I know some women can have crazy long uh, labor pains and it's, it's an awful time for them. But I suspect what keeps them going is the fact that in a couple of moments' time I'm going to have this child. And when you cradle that child in your arms for the first time, you must forget all the struggle because you know how fantastic it is to hold your child in your arms. And during the time, you're just thinking, you know what? I'm having this child. Soon I'll be able to hold this child in my arm. And it kind of gives you strength for that difficult time. And Jesus says the same is true here. Jesus was going to die on the cross. He tells the disciples, but I will be resurrected again. I will come back to life. It's going to be good. It's something worth looking forward to. So when we do face difficult times, to remind ourselves we have this immense joy that one day we will be with our Lord and Saviour. We will be in heaven, next to him, with him. We have direct access to him through Jesus on the cross. So it may be difficult here. Life might be difficult. But when it is difficult, look to Jesus, look to the cross, look to heaven. It's pretty hopeless if Jesus was going to die on the cross and that was going to be the end. I found this great story. Um, I'm not sure if it's a legend or not, 
but um, during the Battle of Hastings, 1066, Duke William is rumored to be dead. And all the troops get very disillusioned. And the leaders of the army can kind of feel there's this rumbling going on, there's uncertainty. The guys are kind of thinking, okay, well, let's, let's pull out of this. They're not as brave as what they used to be. So what, what William does is he gets into his chariot or his horse and he goes up and down the ranks going, I'm alive! I'm alive! The men fill with hope. They see their leader is alive. They see that there is hope. And they go off and um, they win that battle. Thought of death was very demoralizing for them. But when they realized that their leader was alive, they saw that there was hope. We should have that same hope. You know, it isn't easy. It is a struggle. But when we see that our King Jesus is alive, it should fire us up and get us excited to face those difficult times. Another thing we can expect is we can also expect love, that we have a relationship with Jesus. In this passage they talk about in his name. They're talking about a a close relationship with Jesus. Jesus loves you very much. And he's there with you as John, as uh, Jeff was speaking this morning um, about the Holy Spirit. I love this verse 33. In this world, sorry, let's go back a bit. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Another story of John Chrysostom. Anybody heard of him before? He's a, was that a handful? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Well, I didn't know too much about him as well. Trying to spell his name is also a a mission. But he was one of the great Greek fathers, and he lived around about 347 to 407 AD. And as a young Christian, he was brought before the Roman emperor. And he was charged with being a Christian. At that time, you weren't allowed to be a Christian. And so he stands in front of the emperor, being charged with being a Christian. The emperor threatened him with banishment. And if he would not renounce Jesus Christ, he would be kicked out. He would be banished. This is what Chrysostom responded with. He said, you cannot banish me, for the whole world is my father's kingdom. Then I will take away your life, said the emperor. You cannot, answered Chrysostom, for my life is hid with Christ in God. I will take away your treasure, roared the emperor. You can't, replied Chrysostom, for my treasure is in heaven, where my heart is. Then I'll drive you away from all your friends, the emperor said. You cannot, for I have one friend from whom you can never separate me, I defy you, said Chrysostom, because you can do me no harm. That's an amazing sense of peace this young man had. A peace, his relationship with Jesus, that if things went wrong, he had this immense sense of peace that you can't touch me. It's going to be difficult. Life might be difficult this time. But I have this peace that Christ is with me. I am his, he is mine, and I'm going home to heaven. 
So um, I've had quite an easy life, actually. Um, last year or so has been very interesting and very difficult. And at times I've, I've banged my head and my fists on the desk. And I've shouted at God. I've said, Lord, why have you done this to me? Why have you gone and caused chaos in my life? Why is this all going on? My wife came to me and reminded me of this truth. That I am Jesus. That I belong to Jesus. Sorry, that I am Jesus. That I am his possession. That he is in control. That he loves me very much. That I can have peace. That I can have joy. And that I can know he's loved when things are difficult. So what I'd like to challenge you with this evening is the first thing is if you aren't having difficulties because you're a Christian, why not? Does the world know? Are you going to be like me one day when somebody's going to come up to you and say, I don't know you were a Christian. It's the first time somebody's going to know that we love the Lord at our funeral. And then the second thing is that if you are having a hard time and being a Christian at school is really tough, I can think of very few places that it's more difficult to be a Christian than at school. Being a Christian at your workplace can also be difficult. You don't get the promotion because you're not willing to take shortcuts. You're not willing to jippo the books. But if you do have a hard time, that you look to Jesus and take heart that he has overcome this world, that you are his, and that you can have the peace that he is with you, and that he has overcome this world.